Well, folks, this is the time of the show where we go out across the world and find someone who's made a difference. I love to talk to authors. We And I sure like to talk to authors who've come back on the show because they have a reason to, because we have got such a great response when they were on before, have people asking about them, uh, emailing in, asking how they can get the book. His name is Andrew Hollum. And the name of the book we talked about a couple weeks ago was Millionaire Teacher, The Nine Rules of Wealth You Should Have Learned in School. Got such great response on that. I look around on Amazon and I found another book that he'd written and, and we've got that. It's called Balance, How to Invest and Spend for Happiness, Health, and Wealth. And again, again, we're going to welcome Andrew in. Andrew, welcome back in. Coach Pete and Thomas, thank you very much. Now, you wrote the, and I, I don't know which, you've got another book too, uh, was it the millionaire expat? Like that's talking about not being not being in the, the America I and mean, moving money around. I guess from country to country. But what inspired you to to write the the new book here? Balance how to invest and spend for happiness, health, and wealth. Oh yeah, that one. It was. Um, I think it was trying to look at the the concept of money and our relationship with money from a holistic sense. Like I start by asking the question, why? Like why do you do anything? Like why do you invest money? Why do you want to go to the bathroom? Why do you want to run a marathon or get a degree? When you continue to ask people why, you know, first of all, you'll just get a variety of different answers. But if you keep digging with why, eventually they'll come up with some derivative of life satisfaction. They'll tell you they want to feel happy, safe, or secure. So that life satisfaction is what success is all about. That's it, full stop. Now, so success equals life satisfaction. And what I wanted to do with the book Balance was break this down to see what components help us enhance our life satisfaction to get the most we can out of life. And I narrowed it down to something like a four-legged table. And so one of the legs is a money leg. Like, yeah, we need to have a certain amount of money to, to feed ourselves, to have health care, <laughs> to have shelter, little bit of money left over for retirement savings and spending on experiences and giving. And so there's the money leg and there's the relationship leg, which is another really, really important one, probably the most important one. When we look at, you know, Harvard's study of adult development, and they looked at what was it? it's an eight decade long study to determine what was the single most important variable for a happy life. It was relationships. So the third leg of the table was health. We have one vessel. So, you know, we want to not abuse it. And then the fourth leg of the table is a, a sense of purpose. So we need to have that thing that gets us up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it makes a lot of sense. Now, you were a high school teacher when you started, I guess, your career, That's right? right? And so That's right. What, what did you teach? I taught high school English. And then after I wrote Millionaire Teacher, they asked me to also teach uh, personal finance. <laughs> oh, I think Andrew would have been a fun teacher to have. He would have been a fun teacher. Absolutely. Get back to teaching. <laughs> <laughs> and we just might. We loved it. We did. We did enjoy it. Thomas, you, you were over there. It looked like you had a question. I was. I, it's just a very interesting. I love the four pillars that you have going on, but I wanted to dig deep. We talked a little bit about cars a few weeks ago, and, and you discussed that in your book as well. Uh, but you also discussed the slippery upgrade slope. And uh, I'm in my mid-30s right now, and I'm seeing you know the new iPhone coming out every year. And, oh, but Verizon's <laughs> going to give me this, and AT&T, da 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 is, is that kind of what you're talking about here, things like that? Yeah, it's you know something called hedonic adaptability. 
And, and essentially what that means is, you know, when we pine for something like a material acquisition, most specifically, hmm. and then we purchase it, it's kind of like a sugar rush. But when, you know, Coach Pete, you were talking about buyer's remorse. So what, you know, what typically happens, you know, beyond that point too, is just that whatever it is that we bought, it just becomes another thing like that phone just becomes another thing. So Thomas, the phone that you currently have at one point, you pined after it. Like you wanted it. Sure. Like you went for it. Like, I want this one. Thomas this is going to be awesome. <laughs> but today, the, the, current phone, the current phone you have is just another phone, right? It like, is. Absolutely. You don't, get, you, you don't tap dance because you've got this special phone. You, you get, we get used to whatever it is that we own. And so this slippery upgrade slope, it's fascinating on a behavioral level because we get on a treadmill of consumption thinking that these things is, are actually going to make us happier when in reality, behavioral research and you know our own on, anecdotal evidence when we actually look at ourselves honestly, um, we don't typically need behavioral research to tell us this. Like Thomas, you don't need behavioral research to tell you that the current <laughs> phone that you have now uh, doesn't absolutely excite you. Sure. But at one point, it, you know, before you bought it, it did. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. It, Tim Cook convinced me. <laughs> well, I think that's a tough thing, though, because what you're yeah. talking about is basically people are, are wasting dollars and just letting dollars fly out the window because they assume they're going to achieve some level of satisfaction by buying this object or this car or uh, try to keep up with, you know, Bobby and, and Billy over there. Um, and at the end of the day, they're just hurting their, themselves and, and not getting what they want. There's a net loss through this whole process especially when you're borrowing money to buy it because research on life satisfaction suggests that when we have debts on a subconscious or a conscious level debts actually drag us down mm. and so you know we buy something to make us feel good we think it's going to enhance our life satisfaction we get buyer's remorse it doesn't affect even if you don't get buyer's remorse it doesn't typically end up affecting your life satisfaction because of hedonic adaptability we get used to it hmm. and if we're stuck with a debt bill as a pro as a result of that it's just a, a lose-lose scenario mm -hmm. yeah the feeling you had the excitement and and uh, the satisfaction feeling you had when you bought something is almost doubled on the negative side when you realize what you did and, yeah you know, exactly when you look at the the tv show south park there's a, a an episode where the kids all roll into a bank and they, they're trying to put money to save it somewhere and and basically the banker loses it all and says this we don't want that to happen with our retirement money. And so if we have our retirement plan established and, and we know what our income is going to be with certainty in the future and we have extra money left over, then we can spend with more satisfaction knowing that we not, we're not going to depend on that money or, or wish we had that money in the future. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I brought up in the book Balance is I said, imagine like you're hanging out with some friends around a campfire. So I call this the campfire litmus test. So like, Pete and Thomas, when you guys get together you know, 10 years from now, you guys are not going to talk about the stuff that you bought. In fact, even, hey, let's, let's not even take you guys. Let's take the three or four of the most materialistic people you know, put them into a, you know, 10 years from now, get them to talk and enjoy each other's company around a campfire. Now they're divorced. Even those people are not, they're, they're, they're not going to fight each other. <laughs> I want that. No, they're not going to talk about the stuff that they bought back right. in 2022. No, you're right. They're yeah. not. They're actually, they're going to talk about the experiences they had, the people that they met. They're going to talk about the things that they did. These are things that create memories. And so, you know, when we, when we do choose to spend money, what's kind of cool is when we're doing it for life satisfaction, if you can spend money on an experience, especially when that experience brings people together, 
this is a win-win because you create a memory and relationships are really where it's at. Um, I, you know what I laugh at? I laugh at the, uh, like the ads that would say something like, you know, be the envy of your neighbors, like buy this and be the envy. En- envy is not a good thing. Like if you're, if you're envied by your neighbors, you're not loved by your neighbors, right? There's a great movie called Envy, by the way, with Ben Stiller in it. If you haven't seen that, it's on Netflix or somewhere like that. It's funny. And it is, it's exactly what you're talking about, Andrew. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make it, you feel better. Envy. Yeah. Look up Envy. <laughs> oh, I watch it about every time I've, I've run into it. So I've probably seen it like 10 times. I'm one of those kind of guys. I'm not really paying attention, but I'm watching it. I'm laughing. If I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. So speaking of which, Again, folks, talking to Andrew Hollum, the, the author of, of several books, the book we're talking about today is Balance, How to Invest and Spend for Happiness, Health, and Wealth. In your book that we're just mentioning, Chapter 6 really has my attention, and I think people will get a kick out of this. The title is Bathrooms and the Markets, Daily Routines That Help You Make Money. Now, what does that mean? Well, I wanted to use the bathroom. <laughs> Something, hey, every morning starts out the same, right? And we're all like you. <laughs> I got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the idea here is that, you know, we all contribute to, uh, we contribute to corporate business earnings with everything we do. Like, and so there are certain people who might say, well, but, well I don't really, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money. And no, no, we all contribute to corporate earnings with, with everything. And, and when we contribute to corporate earnings and over time, Corporations earn more money. They're able to then pay more dividends to shareholders. Share prices increase. And so that's what we get when we get the stock market rising. So, you know, I, I create an example of this guy, John. <laughs> Perfect, right? He goes to the bathroom. <laughs> and and everything he does, you know, basically he's in there in the bathroom and he's doing his business and he wipes. Okay, just a, just a simple act of wiping your butt contributes to hundreds of different companies, most of which will trade on the stock exchange. Wow. So it's not only the company that makes the toilet paper, right? It's every company that transported that toilet paper. There are companies that produce the packaging for that toilet paper. Mm-hmm. There are the companies that ship that toilet paper. There are the companies that, I mean, it comes from trees. So ultimately, there are the companies that the forestry companies, yep. the railroad companies, the the fellers and the skitters when we're taking down these trees, and then all of the companies that service those companies. So the simple act of wiping your butt, literally, um, <laughs> it ends up. I mean, you literally are contributing to hundreds of different businesses. Well, then the reality so, shows kick in where they show the guys on the mountain tr- cutting the trees down to bring them up the mountain to turn them into toilet paper. That's <laughs> so it. To speak. Yeah, that's it. Wouldn't that be a great reality show? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the plumbing industry? Because then you use some of the wipes you're not supposed to use and or you're not supposed to flush them, and now, now hey, you have to call the plumber. Septic pump. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, we, and, we, and, and we haven't you mentioned all the social media ads <laughs> that I saw while sitting down doing my business. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. got it. Look at that. You got it. Thomas yeah, contributing. It's that. That's it. Everybody <laughs> contributes to this to this economy, and and if you can own a piece of it, and that's the whole point here. You know, when you're investing your money, spare square, and you're owning a piece of it. <laughs> yes, what we do know is that stock market has stock markets have good years and they have bad years, yeah. but over lengthy periods of time, corporate earnings rise because we continue to add money to these businesses on a on a on a on a using type of level. So, like we use their services, we purchase their products. And that pads their financial bottom lines, which ultimately leads to long-term higher stock appreciation and higher dividends. 
over time that yeah. we get to reinvest and hopefully uh, build our our wealth to the point where we can become financially independent. And then you build your happiness and your health and your wealth. And folks, again, his name is Andrew Holland, and the name of the book is Balance, How to Invest and Spend for Happiness, Health, and Wealth. Andrew, thanks for your time today. Hope to have you on again in the future. I would love to uh, to come back, guys. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. And folks, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 